What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Black Health Academy podcast. I'm Lisa A. Smith, founder of the Black Health Academy. This is the Black Health Academy podcast, extending the life of the culture one episode at a time. I'm joined, as always, by my super dope co-host, Miss Gifted with Jay, and we're back with another quarantine episode. What up, Jay? How you living over there? I'm living large, living large and in charge. <laughs> large no. and in charge. Uh-huh. I heard that somewhere. I think Heavy D said it a long time ago. Yeah, no? You're definitely aging yourself. Yeah. Um, many, many. Everybody's heard it, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Large and in charge, baby. I don't care. I don't care about aging myself. It is what it is. Jay, what's, what's something that, that you've done in quarantine that you surprised yourself that you know wouldn't be happening if you weren't in lockdown? I re- redecorated my whole apartment. Really? I couldn't wait. I've been wanting to send you so many pictures, but then I'm like, dang, no, I gotta wait till she come over. Like just the picture you coming over and your reaction. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. But anything like out of the norm of my personality, I I don't I don't know. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, nothing out of norm of my personality either. I think the biggest one for me is washing my own hair. You know that's huge. Man. And, and I'm happy for it. I've always, I've always wondered how do you, but then you, I used to wonder how do you pay somebody for something that you can easily do yourself. But then I began to understand it. Like, why wouldn't you, if you don't enjoy doing, it's just like my, you know, Morgan's hair. I pay someone to braid her hair or do her hair because I don't want to do it. That's it. That's it. Having the ability, the capability of doing something doesn't mean you should or want to do it. Like, you know exactly exactly oh yeah you know we believe 100% in pan for peace 100% in pan for peace um and I think more people will be more happy if they pay for things that they could do themselves absolutely I agree I agree I used to believe that if you can do it yourself you should do it I do not know you know if you can if it ease it gives you peace gives you time and allows you to not feel certain things give you anxiety with this thing, I can't get, I can't, I, Morgan hasn't been able to get her hair done and I've been braiding it myself. It gives me anxiety just thinking about, all right, what time am I going to do it? All right, when will you be ready? Okay, oh, you got to do it. Oh, no, I'm just going to take that off the table and I'm going to give it to somebody else, let them handle it and I'll do what, I can deal with other things. Absolutely, absolutely. I agree with you a thousand percent. Like it took me a long time to wash my hair the first time in quarantine because I was in, I was in doubt, you know what I mean? I'm like, okay, no. No, they no, no, no. Them hairdressers got to get back in there now. Like I was in doubt. Like I wasn't in doubt that it was a pandemic. I wasn't in doubt that people was dying. I was in doubt that I was about to have to lay hands on my own head. And that was Jay. It. it I can't. I, so when the, the doubt started lifting, I remember the day. It's the day mm-hmm. I went ahead and drove to Target and bought a blow dryer. Hmm. Hmm. Deep. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so that's when the doubt started. The cloud slowly started lifting. But I was like, I'm going to arm myself with the mm-hmm. tools, but I don't believe I'm going to have to use it. Let me keep, so I held on to the receipt. You know what I'm saying? Makes sense, makes sense. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Yeah. So you got the tools. And then the realization that you're going to have to actually use these tools, how that, how that make you feel? Scalp started itching. Oh, man. <laughs> I hate you had to go through that alone. <laughs> I hate that you had to go through that alone. <laughs> Thanks, sis. Listen. You know? I'm itching, Jay. I said my hair dirty. 
My hair is dirty. I got to wash it. it. It's time. It's time. Jay, I got to And look at you. You on the other side. You're on the other side of that thing. I've done it twice now. Mm. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So now you have a new skill set. Because yeah. I remember you was complaining about the dryness of your hair and stuff. And you haven't been complaining about that. So that means that you learned some new things to do with your hair and you've applied them. So yeah, good for you. Good for Thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah, I make my own homemade moisturizer. I make, you know, my own pre-poo. You know, I'm still 100% plant-based with the hair, right? So I ain't buying no store-bought hair. Why does that exist? But go on. Sorry, sorry. Do a little pre. Because it's like your pre-shampoo regimen, you know? Why can't people say pre-shampoo instead of pre-poo? I really don't like it. Why are you upset? It just makes me uncomfortable, that's all. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Did that. You can't please them all. Um, No, you can't. People have their own baggage for, for no reason at all on top of that. Oh, absolutely. You are definitely allowed to like something for a, a very unreasonable reason. Um, yeah, thank you. So um, I just, that's one thing for me. I'm just really, I'm, I want to come back to the podcast and report that um, my, my natural hair is surviving. I've washed it twice. Uh, the issue is what happens after I wash it. I blow dry it out. It's nice. But then, you know, usually Lolly used to put the two braids. You know, I can't French braid, Jack. Yeah. So now I got to do individual t- twists or plaits. And every time I want to hang out or do something, I got to take it down and come home and redo that again. And that part is the part that makes me want to shoot myself in the foot every day. Have you shot yourself in the foot? Twice. You tried it? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) People, that's another thing people can do in quarantine. They can just lie. They can just prove it. Prove I ain't shoot myself. (laughs) You can't prove it. Your foot could be bandaged right now. And I... No. <laughs> I push myself down a flight of steps. <laughs> I would I wouldn't know. She said it. She said that's what happened. So that, I mean I gotta take her word for it. I push myself down a flight of steps in protest of having to keep up my natural hair myself during court. You'll be back soon though. The good thing is, or maybe not the good thing, is that shops will be opening. So there there who knows what the weight is gonna be. But I think you got some pull with Lolly. I think you'll be one of the first on the list. Yeah, wear your mask, though. Make sure she wears her, hers. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for that encouragement. Um, in other news, and more current news, um, what's your take on the um, random killing of uh, Ahmad Arbery, who was running through his neighborhood in Georgia and was shot down by the father and son? I saw a post, someone posted, that said we done dying and I felt that I felt that so in my spirit because no matter how many times we go on the street and protest no matter how many mothers cry no matter how many movements we make the bottom line is just stop please can y'all please just stop killing us can y'all please just stop getting away with it can y'all please stop hunting us down like animals can y'all please realize we're human beings like y'all are what do we have to do to to be done dying it Mm -hmm. is it's not it's not about us um, being burglars. It's not about us being whatever the cause is that you feel is justified to, to kill us in cold blood. Because some people were saying well, at one point, not about, not about this particular thing, but someone was saying, everybody I saw get killed on camera, they never uh, cooperated. 
they've always done this and they've always done that. They shouldn't have been selling CDs. They shouldn't have been doing this. They shouldn't have. And my take on it, this is not what this particular case is. All he was doing was John. But my thing is this, regardless of what we possibly were doing, people are trained to handle. That's why we have police. That's why they go through an academy. They're trained to deal with people who are breaking the law. And their training is not shoot to kill. And they're only doing that to black people. Mm -hmm. So everything that these people are being killed for should not have been handled that way. Everybody should have made it out alive, just like white people. And the case was, um, it took two months to arrest these men only because social media went in an uproar. Imagine if social media didn't get a hold of it, what would have happened? Nothing. They just would have kept walking. And now the two men have a, a couple of pages of support groups. Have you seen that? No. One has a, over 100,000 members of support for them, Christians, because they're Christians. And then another uh, page is because they were defending their territory. So give them support and give them money. And, and, and a black woman was on some interview saying that when it comes to protesting and standing up for rights, black people are always on the front line, whether it's because uh, uh, LB, you know, the L, I always get this wrong, L, lesbian, gay, whatever, LBGTQ, right, uh, community, or if it's for defending the rights of women, or whatever it is, we're always getting out there, and we're always marching, and we're always protesting, and we're always just, we're, we're, we're always in there, rolling up our sleeves, but when it comes to people fighting for us, where y'all at? She said, everybody's out there TikTok and making TikTok videos. Everybody's out there doing all these things in quarantine because they're bored. But where are the white people who say they're not racist? If you're not sharing how much this is ridiculous, if you're not out there protesting, if you're not making how you feel about this known, then you're part of the problem. You have time. Why aren't you saying anything? Your word matters. You don't have to literally be in the streets holding up a sign. But if you're acting like this doesn't even exist or it doesn't even affect you, then you're condoning it as far as as far as I'm concerned. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with you 100%. It's interesting because um, I was having a debate with somebody the other day about what the word support means. Because he was talking about a female that he met who, you know, had admitted to him that just, you know, a couple of weeks prior to meeting him that she was pretty much you know, sleeping with multiple men and, you know, having multiple partners and having a bunch of casual sex. And, and I, I told him, I said, well, what's wrong with that? That's her choice. Right. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I support sexual liberation. I don't think mm -hmm. it's anything wrong that she wanted to have multiple partners. And I was like, you know, of course the age old argument, men do it. I know it's a double standard. I was like, but as long as it's consensual on both sides and a conversation has been had where nobody's leading anybody on. I don't see anything wrong with it. And so he and I are kind of going back and forth about it. Uh, Cause his anger was that when she got to him, she wanted to settle down and be in a relationship. Right. And so I said, okay, you know, you had probably had your moment in your twenties when you were living your best life sexually. And you, you had to be at some point only 30 days out of it. Now she's, she's fresh out and you happen to be the first one she want to settle down with. And so the conversation went into um, other things and what support means. And he basically said, if I support that, that means that I do it too, right? 
Like if I support a woman being sexual liberal, sexually liberated and having multiple partners, then that must mean that I do it too. And I was like, no, that's not what that means. I said, you can support someone without yeah. participating in the action. So I begin to give examples. I said, I support the gay community. I'm not gay. I support abortion. I support, um, uh, I, I support smoking weed. I'm like, it's a plethora of things that I support. And he said, well, maybe support is a strong word. He was like, I'm, I'm just passive about it. You know, if you want to do your thing, go ahead, but I'm not gonna, you know, like be rallying for you. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. When I say support, I am talking about holding up a sign and walking with you. I am talking about picketing with you. I am talking about literally, I will sign a petition for you. I am talking about, I will vote yes so you can get your rights in, in an election for you. I'm ta- I was like, I am talking about that type of support where I will stand with people and help represent them, although Absolutely. I'm not participating in that behavior. He's like, oh no, that's not. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you 100 I am the same way. I agree with you 100%. You, yeah. don't, you don't have to condemn something, even though you're not a part of it, and you don't necessarily have to uh, do the things yourself to support it. it it's not, support is not what he's saying. You don't have to be passively passive about it. You can literally support it, like you said, protest, walk, mark, whatever it is, sign a petition give a, a shoulder to lean on if whatever you're doing didn't pan out. Say if you have an abortion and you need a shoulder to cry on, I, I'll be that sh- shoulder to cry on, although I may not even believe in it for myself. No, I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, and I was really disappointed because one of the final points he made is he said basically who you surround yourself with is who society is going to think you are. So he said straight guy with a group of gay men, he'll be judged a woman walking with a quote-unquote slut, then she'll be seen as one. A black man walking with a bunch of racist Trump supporters, then he'll be judged. That's just society. And my response to that was, it's definitely some of society, not all of us. Otherwise, those outliers will be really lonely. I was like, I'm hella proud to stand with the marginalized people. Like, why would you care that if you had gay friends, somebody might think you gay? You're, you're worried about what society Right, because he is right. He's very much so right. If you are a man, straight man walking with a group of gay men, society will believe you're gay. If you're um, with any amount of people, if you are that one, per, you know, that per, one person and the other people in the crowd is, let's say, Trump supporters, yeah, you will look like a Trump supporter. But that's, that's the benefit of having emotional discipline. That's the benefit of having emotional growth. You know, that's why kids need parents or guardians because they're not emotionally developed enough to separate their feelings from what the world is telling them. And that's why you have to guide them and nurture them and mold them. But when you get old enough to know who you are, you don't, the the opinions of society, they don't influence your decision of who you're going to be friends with or who you're not. It's your core value. It's who you are. It's what you believe in. It's what you want out of life. It's not what society thinks. Mm-hmm. that's exactly right that you knit you hit the nail on the head with that emotional intelligence bit which is perfect because that's exactly what we're talking about today for the topic but I think um for anybody that's listening going back to Aubrey and and, and killing of black people not just black men but black people if you want to stand with us or if you want to support you know our cause 
do not care what somebody else thinks. See, a lot of people want to privately have their feelings and their say and, and kind of get our side. But like you said, if they're going to be shunned by their majority, if they're going to be shunned by their circle, then I, I agree with you in that they lack their emotional intelligence, their emotional discipline. Um, and they're still, they're so worried about their image to people who don't, have an impact on their everyday but there's so people in general are so worried about the likes are so worried about you know somebody accepting you somebody you know giving a thumbs up on your post and i'm saying that abstractly right um you know symbolically don't worry about that like it's all about what do what what pulls at your heartstrings like what makes you feel like this level of injustice is too much and i've had enough and what can you do in support of that and shed this ideal that if i walk with them people will think i am them or whatever it may look like and maybe you are you know maybe you are one of us nobody's that's another thing everything isn't black and white i think um I've heard, you know, some homosexuals say before, like, everybody a little gay, like, don't nobody, like, <laughs> everybody falls somewhere on a spectrum, right? So stop acting like you all the way straight anyway, <laughs> you know what I mean? So stop acting like you all the way white, stop acting like you all the way anything, like all of us fall somewhere on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. I agree, I agree, I agree, definitely. Um, I was telling my daughter Morgan that she's really, really, really into that was the past, what they did to us, the slavery, all the things, the racism. And if you play a part in that by saying things about them, then you're, you're part of the problem. So if I say, let's say, like, I didn't let them play with black, I mean, white dolls. We don't watch white movies. She's like, ma, I mean, like basically get over it. That was a pet. That's not who they are now. You're just, and 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 why do you think they are racist now? They haven't done anything. She's so oh God. She it's almost like she needs to to see the disrespect and the disregard directly to mm. understand. And what I tried to explain to her that a lot of the racism is not coming directly from them. It's coming from the disregard. If you know that your presence in the in the in the eyes of America gets more, what's the word? It gets it gets more respect, right? Mm -hmm. Like my like my therapist said, a white woman's tears is different. Everybody want to stop and see what's wrong. What do you need? What do you want? If you don't just sit by passively. The disregard is racism in itself. You're going to sit by idly and watch. You're going to be at a. You're going to be in human resources and watch them p- pass over this black resume. You're going to be in these offices that are held and watch them. You know, only have one person and not say or do anything. You're going to be like. And I hate to say it because I know a lot of people are uh, Barack Obama fans, but as my sister said, Barack did all these bills and all these different things, but he didn't do anything directly for Black people. He he didn't he didn't do anything directly. He did things for all these different cultures and the and the gay community, but he didn't make anything any laws for the Black community directly. So I, I like direct. I like direct support. Mm-hmm. That's that's just my thing. Mm-hmm. No doubt. 
I agree. I, I agree with you. It's coming from the disregard, and that's just as bad as not doing anything, just turning the yeah, other shit. Just like, just like with the law. Your friend was in there robbing the store, but you was in the car. You're an accessory. I don't, I don't care if you weren't in there getting, you know, you weren't in there robbing the clerk. You rolled with them. So you were passive. You're an accessory to the crime. So you still going to get time. Not as much time as they get, but you're going to still get time because you were condoning it by your presence or yep. your lack of stopping it. Yep. Yeah. No, no, that's real. And I think um, it was NAACP who came up with that um, hashtag, we're done dying. Um, and it's a whole campaign. So I encourage all of you listening to go to the NAACP's website um, and follow the We're Done Dying campaign. Um, and, and they give you information about the action you can take in your own neighborhood, your own backyard. Um, I, I signed a petition yesterday myself. Um, but what can you do? Um, if you think we're done dying, like sharing the hashtag is not going to be enough, guys. Uh, we have to take physical action. We have to take the action that we can take to make sure we're using our voice or whatever your talent is. Everybody ain't speakers. Everybody are not picket holders. Everybody is not marchers. Everybody does what they're supposed to do in their own lane so we could collectively, collectively make a change. So that was that, Jay. Um, just, you know, it, yeah, it's gonna always hurt. And um, I remember I was, I was watching the show yesterday, Jay, and um, I, I really like this. She said, she said, my dad said that if the problem I'm trying to solve can be solved in my lifetime, it's not big enough. And so that gave me hope because I started thinking about how hard we work as far as trying to combat the disparities in Western medicine for our people, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm 100% confident we're not going to see, you know, that end of that in our lifetime. You know what I mean? But it really made me feel good about tackling something so huge and so something that's literally embedded in the fabric of our society and the work that we do to educate our own people about their rights or their health and, you know, helping them be their own advocates because that's a big problem. So I want everyone to, I'm gonna say it again, I want everybody to listen to that. If the problem you're trying to solve can be solved in your lifetime, it ain't big enough. So get in front of an issue or get become part of a mission, right? That is, that we can pass the torch to. And, and, and unfortunately, that's a, it's, it's an unfortunate thing is sadness embedded in that, in that these things are such a part of our society and such a part of our culture and so generational. Um, yeah. that can't be solved but the fact of the matter is it's the truth and so mm -hmm. make sure your mission is is big enough right and so and impactful enough right so moving on moving on let's move on it's too much it's too much sis um now listen jack okay i decided to pass this on to you one of my clients i was talking to a client recently right we doing one-on-one -on -one nutritional coaching and she was telling me about a good friend of hers and she was talking about how good this girlfriend is. She was like, man, she's one of the best friends I have. She's amazing. She is so, she is so cool. And she said, her best friend is a person she can say anything to and not be judged. So, you know, I instantly thought about you, right? So she said, her best friend is a person she can say anything to and not be, be judged. Then she said, man, she's such a good friend that if she decided not to be my friend, I had to kill her. 
Oh my God. Why does that sound like you? That is something you would say verbatim. <laughs> like literally verbatim. I think, I think I wake up dead. <laughs> and you would too. Yeah. She said it was such a straight face. Like it was like just passing. Like I would have to murder this young lady yeah. if she decided to unfriend me. <laughs> Understandable. Understandable. And if you don't feel like that about your bestie, you got the wrong bestie. You got the wrong bestie. If you're not willing to murder them if they try to get rid of you, then yeah, first, first you would have to ignore them trying to get rid of you. That's what I would do first. Just ignore it. <laughs> but if it, if you persisted, yeah, you you you'll be you'll wake up dead that's all i'm saying you will wake up dead you hear me i was like i cannot wait to tell jay that because that that's pretty much my philosophy on friendships <laughs> oh yeah yeah she nailed it with that one i had to kill her and, it, and it's all in love and it's all in love. <laughs> i'm talking about a crime of passion you hear me <laughs> yeah 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 who else i'm gonna tell this nonsense to who else i'm listening who, who? nobody no you got that who was going to accept me for me unconditionally? You're not about to take that out of my life. You got to die. And I got to go away for it. Both of our lives got to end. <laughs> it reminds me of when you, uh, I think I'm feeling good or something. You like, ooh, Jay, ooh, 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 if you die, I swear to God, I kill you. Or something you said, like, I'll be so mad. Like, you selfish little. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. What you ain't going to do is leave me here. That's no. what you ain't gonna do. No, no. So when you find yourself sick, you better go and find yourself better. You got two days. You got 48 solid <laughs> hours to start feeling better before somebody gonna kill you. Oh, boy, I get Yeah, I got it. And, it, and it's locked in. Yeah. Yeah. All that sick mess? Nah, nah. We ain't doing that. We, we ain't doing that. that. Nah. Yeah. Um, okay, you got wait what? Uh, yeah. It, it, it kind of goes along. So did you hear about that? I think it's, uh, Royal Oak Commissioner uh, got caught shop, shoplifting. No. So white woman, Royal Oak, Michigan. That's a suburb um, of Detroit. And she got caught shoplifting at my, uh, uh, the, the scanner, right? You want to explain what, wait, what is? Wait, what is our segment where we identify something we ha saw, heard, or experienced in the last week that made us go, wait, wait what? what? <laughs> so, she got caught trying to not scan something, right? And I'm reading the topic, I mean, the, the, the headline. Royal Oak Commissioner, uh, as soon as I click into this, this article, it went into a full-on spiel about why, right? I was, I, I was, I'm diabetic. I had to choose between my insulin and I had to, in, in eating, I chose my insulin. I, I didn't have the money to eat. I'm trying to feed my family. I, I hope the, 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 the city or whatever doesn't use this against me. It's hard times. It's unprecedented times. And I know a lot of people, they gave her the opportunity. Now, had that been a black woman, a black man, what would that article look like? It would have looked like their past, right? Yep. In kindergarten, they took a pencil, anything they could have dug up. They gave her the opportunity. The very first article that came out 
about her shoplifting was a full-on defense of her character. I was like, wait, what? What am I reading? Ma'am, you have options. Not only do you have options, but you have connections. There's no way I'm going to believe that someone in your position has to go to Meyer and steal, right? There's so many handouts right now that it's not even funny. I just learned yesterday that women, or not women, parents are getting EBT cards, food. Um, they gave all the children in the school free lunches for most schools. And if you, your child is getting free lunch, then you get an EBT card and they loan it up for people. There are so many different things they're doing to look, they're sending, sending stimulus checks. They're doubling the unemployment or whatever they're doing. I don't know exactly how it's being handled. I'm still working. But I know that you didn't have to be at my hair shoplift. That's all I know. Yeah. And the way that they presented this article to defend her character, these were her words, but they made sure that it was known that this is not who she is. This is why she did it. And please, 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 please give her your sympathy and compassion. I was like, Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah, because we're, we're it's, it's immediately supposed to evoke, like you said, sympathy in us, and I completely understand it's hard times, and we're supposed to be able to relate, and you're right. If it was a person of color, man, it would have been about everything they done done wrong up until this. Oh, yeah, and if you didn't do nothing wrong, let's dig into your sisters, brothers, cousins, mama, uncles, auntie. We're going to find something on you as to why you don't even belong in that office and why you should never come back, why you shouldn't have been there in the first place, and how your character is flawed. I was like, wow. Unbelievable. But, but not. Unbelievable, but not. Right. Right. Yeah, um, that was but... yeah, yeah. Same old story. Same old crap. Um, shoplifting in my ear. And first of all, get your shoplifting skills up. Who ain't took an extra avocado from the self-checkout? Why you can't? You couldn't? Ma'am. Yeah. Look at you all. What I have done is uh, uh, the organic boys. You know what I'm saying? Don't oh, yeah, this conventional. This, this conventional bananas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, uh, I these avocados may, maybe should be ringing up for like $3, but uh, I think they regular avocados. Maybe I've done that. Maybe I've done that, but I've never not scanned. You never not scan anything. Either way, love the Royal Commissioner. Get your shoplifting skills up. I ain't saying I got none. I'm just saying I know that's a better way. If you were to have, if you were to do it, you would have some. If I, that's all I'm saying, Jay. If I were to be a shoplifter, I would have better skills. That's the biggest story. The headline should have been like, the headline should have been like, she got caught with a dummy. Look at this. <laughs> And then it should have went into three ways to properly take stuff from the self check. Nah, if I was what's your right what? No, 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 no. What's your weight? What? What's your? I hate when I gotta stop you. What's your weight? What? This, this is going too far. <laughs> you know my train be getting off the track. Let me get back. Let yes. me get back. Yeah, please. Thanks. Now that's horrible. That's horrible. Uh, and it's a pandemic though. You know. Okay, so here's my my weight. What is real basic. Number number one, not real way what, but did you know there were TP calculators online, toilet paper calculators, so you could see how long your toilet paper was going to last? Bye. I ain't got time. Who thought of this? Why they think of this? How did you discover it? I need answers. 
right now. Give them to me. Give them to me. Yay. <laughs> Why? I why are there toilet paper calculators online? I said, y'all panic, doom, dazers. The, you can literally go onto a site, put in how many rolls of toilet paper you have and how many times you go to the toilet per day. And it's going to tell you how long your toilet paper is going to last. Toilet paper calculator. I don't know if I'm more shocked at someone finessing somebody to the point of they really believe that this is prop the, the right answer or someone's life being that organized that they know how many times they go to the bathroom like you don't <laughs> drink anything what <laughs> like you don't drink more on this day than you did on this day you don't you didn't eat more you didn't your life is this i mean it's struck this structure that you can wow that's interesting that's very interesting. So, yeah, TP calculators. That, that's right that's now. I'm not going to lie. Right now, if there was, if, if I had a scam and so, Lord, Lord, help the people. And right now is definitely the savagery it, to take advantage of people is now because people are really, really scared and they're really holding on and, and, and latching on to what people say that have something in their best interest in mind, quote yeah. unquote. So, man, TP calculator. Yeah. I'm so like them old people. Well, I'll be. The people say, I'll be. I'll be. Yeah, so there's that. Uh, my next week, what is um, somebody on my team, her process for getting groceries, okay? So here's what she does. She gets groceries. She leaves them outside for an hour. Then she takes the groceries out of the bag and brings them in the house. So the bags never come in. Okay. Then she strips down, throws all her clothes in the washing machine, and then goes to get in the shower. Now, the reason this whole regimen is so ridiculous is because she gets her groceries delivered. Leave them on the porch, y'all upstairs, y'all not the upstairs window. Leave them on the porch. I'll be down in one hour. <laughs> and then you strip it down. Here's why is it ridiculous to me. Listen, ma'am. All right. Studies have shown and proven. One hour is not even enough time. It's not just on the bag. It's on every single item. If the person who touched the item before, does she wash off? And that's what I need to know. Does she, she washes yeah. off everything in the bag. Yeah, of course. She washes, she wipes down all of the food, sprays everything down. Absolutely. So why does she leave it outside for out? What's that? Still got to air out, baby. It's got to air out. Bruh. <laughs> okay. I was so impressed by this regimen. Like, I was like, okay, that make a lot of sense. I said, I'm thinking in my mind, you've been to the grocery store, sis. You've been groceries. Are you out? You got to expose as people, things, surfaces. No, somebody delivers her groceries. She said they be out there so long that her neighbors get to call and they're like, you know, your food here. She said, I know, right? So she finally go outside and get the food, take it out the back. But when she said she come instantly back in the house and strip down, I said, just from getting the food off the porch, she strips down, throws everything in a washer and gets in the shower. Classic. I'm mad at her. I'm mad at her. I'll die laughing, die laughing. I said, wow. 
Lord, please give me that amount of, I don't know, conviction about anything. <laughs> I ain't doing it. <laughs> and you know you can't say to anything to anybody who was working for because she her her rationale is I ain't sick. So <laughs> listen, I ain't caught that Rona. So clearly, I got the, I don't find I don't crack the code. Yeah, it, it, right now, honestly, there is no such thing as well a little bit. But there, when it comes to things like that, like hygiene and clean cleanliness, there is no such thing as overdoing it. When it comes to buying the whole shelf of tissue, yes, you can overdo it. But yeah, and when it comes to that, yeah, do it. Why not? Like, people are literally dying out here. If you want to strip down because you just went to your own porch, so be it. You got the time, you got the washing machine, you got the washing powder, whatever you got, so be it. You're not hurting nobody. You're not affecting anyone but yourself, and you're trying to protect yourself. So uh, by all means, sis, go ahead. I agree. I agree. It's it's just so funny. Yeah, I'm definitely not. I said I was mad at that. <laughs> a little bit. I am about to strip it down for the port. <laughs> yeah, that was the part. That was the part for me. I said, you but, should have uh, You know, when you first said it, I, it went over my head that she uh not going. Because I'm like, okay, but the grocery's still dirty. But I didn't think about the strip down part. Like, what? <laughs> I I think I will risk it all and just get the, get it naked. Like, why don't you just go on the fork and have it naked? Why? Why? <laughs> Shut up. Why? 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 You know, I was trying to tell somebody like if I if I had it my way, we'll all go back to just wearing a big leaf in the front and back. These clothes, I think the the, the clothes is a part of it, a problem. That's true. Clothes are mm-hmm. a whole problem. They uh, are. But so is these bodies. You know, some some of us just need to be covered up, Jack. That's why we're covered up because the leaves are not there. Imagine if you just had to wear a leaf. The leaves ain't big enough. It, we would have never needed big leaves if people, if we had to wear them the whole time because people would have never gained all that weight to begin with. But, yeah. I mean, like you said, what comes first, the, the, the cart or the horse? You know? That's true. Um, all right. So I want to get into my quote of the day. My analogy of the day. It's yeah. not a quote. So I'm a huge fan of Tabitha Brown. Uh, if you are on any social site, you probably know who she is if you're plant-based or interested in plant-based. She's really dope. Uh, she makes being plant-based fun. She teaches, especially beginners, you know, trying to transition into being plant-based. Just, it's almost like she's hurting the plant-based world <laughs> into, <laughs> into greener pastures, if you will just with her sense of humor and her way of having conviction that this is what, that this is what's up. This is what to do. Um, do I necessarily believe in everything she eats? No, but I think it's good for the people who are like, eh, all you eat is rabbit food. No, we eat real food over here. So anyway, but not only does she do the, do the whole plant-based thing, she has a husband and, and children. Um, and it's the whole family vibe that I really dig and her whole spirit is just, I just love it. But she had a word yesterday. Um, she said it was on her spirit and that's her business to tell us. So um, it was about trying to conceive um, and it's an analogy. So she said a lot of times we're trying to conceive, right? Whether it's a business whether it's uh, a relationship, 
whether whatever it is we want to conceive we want to eventually birth a business birth a nice healthy strong relationship birth a career birth these different things right we're trying to conceive though to even get to that point she said but a lot of people are, are is wearing protection right they're wearing a contraceptive um and a lot of the times the contraceptive is fear the contraceptive is insecurities so basically she said in order to conceive you have to take the contraceptive off and risk it all right so it made me think of people with in regards to losing weight or being healthy or being plant-based or just anything in regards to health i like to i want to do this but is hard. I want to do this, but I don't have time. I want, you're not risking it all. That's your contraceptive. That's what's blocking you from conceiving, right? Mm -hmm. You're and you want, you want to birth this thing. You want to, let's say, call it the baby. You want this baby, but you're not, you're not taking off this contraceptive of fear and excuses. And as she said, when you do conceive, it takes about nine months. She said, because if you do uh, have a baby early, you run the risk of losing it, right? So you want this thing really fast, but it takes time for things to develop. It takes time for things to, uh, you know, grow into what you want it to, and that's the baby inside of you. Then to take it a step further, once you do start losing the weight, you have all this time to get to know it, right? That's when the baby is born. You don't have to rush anything because it takes time to develop it. And then when you birth it, it takes time to get to know it. It, gets, uh -huh. it takes time to get familiar with it. It takes this new body you got, this new confidence you got. A lot of times we want shortcuts. A lot of times we want to keep the contraceptive on, which is the excuses, which is the fear. Take shortcuts, which is all these different diets, which is all these different, um, you know, surgeries. That's, that's, the, that's the having the baby early, right? Now your baby was born at three months. And now you have to deal with the problems that come along with the premature birth. You have to deal with not seeing the fruits of your own labor, not knowing how to deal with going and buying the healthy food and eating healthy every day and, and navigating working out while you still go to work and take care of your kids because you had a premature birth. So what I'm saying is take the contraceptive off, man. That's your excuses. Lose them. The, the fear lose that mm -hmm. when anything you want you have to be willing to risk it all and and and, and nurture that thing through um what do you call when you're holding the baby come on now Work oh. <laughs> you're just sitting there, you're just sitting there. <laughs> well while you're carrying the child that's the time to nurture it so that's you going to the gym that's you learning these recipes as you go on to, to the, you know, the farm table and learning all these things and, and applying them, that's you uh, going to get planted and getting information and coming back every Saturday and learning some more. That's why you're carrying the child. You're going to birth a new person that has core values and you're going to see the fruits of your labor and you're going to lose the weight or you're going to get that healthy skin or your asthma going to be gone, your allergies going to be gone, the migraines going to be gone. And, and anything that comes along with not having the the health that you want to obtain. So that's my that's my quote of the day.
Yeah, I absolutely love it. The accuracy is so beautiful. And I think the analogy, because the lesson has been repeated multiple times in black and white. You can't rush it. It takes time. But the analogy was perfect. Um, and thinking about what it takes to conceive something and to birth something, I really, really, really like um, the different forms of contraceptive contraceptions that we use um, because we do live in a society where everything, you know, we want on demand and then there's still some things in our world that can never ever be rushed like conceiving a child like a real child if you were really trying to have a child you can't you got that thing gotta bake for nine months you know what i mean like there's some things that no matter how much society technology medicine advances that still has to happen the way mother nature intended right yes yes and um, anything that's beautiful, like a business or a relationship, um, or healing, healing from a loss, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right. That's huge in our world right now, right? Whether you lost somebody physically to death, or maybe uh, this pandemic has put a strain on relationships, and you're losing people with, from relationally. Maybe you've lost your job. Maybe you've lost a career. Maybe you've burned through your retirement fund. If you lost thousands of dollars, like whatever it is, nothing overcoming that is gonna take time. Getting through yes. and back is going to take time. And so, it's a phenomenal reminder that. A button can be hit for everything. Or like we were saying earlier, you can't pay for peace for everything. Like I can, we can just, I can pay money and get my hair washed. I can, I can pay money, but some things have to be done regardless of how much money I got, regardless of how many connections I have, regardless of how much opportunity, some things just have to be done in a time and you're going to have to share what you think is your privilege. Yeah. And, and I like what you said about healing because people want to heal with the contraceptive of not forgiving, right? You want to, you want to move forward in this relationship, but you're still wearing the protection of, I'm, I'm still mad that they did. I'm still, I can't forgive that. I can't know they did this. How you, you got to risk, you got to risk certain things to get the reward. Certain things that in life that you want to obtain come, comes only with the risk. You can't get certain things without risking certain things. And that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. That's 100% correct. Um, Let's talk a little bit about what happens if you don't do the work. Like, um, let's move into emotional intelligence, because I think it's the perfect segue, because what happens if you don't forgive, Jay? Like, let's that anger, right? That resentment that you hold on to. How does that then manifest in your body physically? What happens if um, you didn't do the work before there was a storm and now when something happens unexpectedly financially in your world um now you worrying yourself to death right you're literally worried about you know how i'm gonna pay these bills how i'm gonna put the next meal on the table right so what happened like what's physically happening in our body i want to quickly run through what emotions are connected to which organs there's only five of them but i think it's really important to understand that not doing the work actually births disease okay right if we're gonna just keep on the analogy right oh no keep it going keep it going sis i'm with you (laughs) and i like some good support so you know if you don't do the work if you don't do the work how does that manifest in your health so and um 
in, in, in Eastern medicine and a lot of uh, Chinese medicine, right, uh, it, it is believed that certain organs are attached to certain emotions. So I'm going to go through what those five things are really quick. The first is anger, right? So let's mm -hmm. say you're not forgiven or you're just angry about what's going on in the world. You think it's unfair that your job is essential and you are more likely to be exposed to this thing, right? You have anger um, in your heart and, and in your mind and your body. Well, that anger can manifest in your liver, right? And so if you have anger, it can manifest in your liver. Let's say you've experienced loss during this time, during this pandemic, even before this pandemic, you were in the midst of grieving a marriage. You were in the midst of grieving the loss of a loved one. You were in the midst of grieving the loss of a friend, the loss of a friendship, right? Well, grief manifests in our lungs, okay? Mm -hmm. Manifests in our lungs. Next, let's say, again, um, you, get the, you get Rona. You start having symptoms, um, and now you're worried. Well, you're not going to call it COVID-19? No. Mm -mm, I refuse. I refuse. This is the Black Health Academy podcast, or where we bring in all the sauce to this podcast. It's all sauce. You hear me? Um, <laughs> So I ain't gonna sell out like you did me and Tiff in a group chat. You talking about COVID nineteen? Me and Tiff like what? Who oh, I'm, I'm sophisticated out here, but go on. Yeah, you sold her straight out. But uh, so let's say you get the Rona and you're worried, or somebody you love gets it, and you're worried because they're a part of the vulnerable population. Um, will worry, worry manifest in our spleen? and in our stomach, okay? So let's review really quickly. We got anger in your liver, grief in your lungs, worry in your spleen, two more. Now, this entire situation, these last several months has been stressful, stressful for many of us, right? Well, what happens with that stress? That stress weakens your heart and your brain, okay? That stress weakens your heart and your brain. And then finally, finally, Fear. Jay talked uh, quite a bit earlier about fear being maybe one of the contraceptions that's keeping you from conceiving your business or a healthy relationship or a baby or whatever it is. Fear. Fear weakens the kidneys. Okay. Fear weakens the kidneys. So pay attention. We got fear with the kidneys. We got, um, we got anger with the liver. We got grief with the lungs. We got worry with the stomach and the spleen. And we got stress that weakens the heart and the brain. What does this mean for you? It's so important to understand that there's three types of stress. There's physical stress, chemical stress, and emotional stress. Today, we're talking about emotional stress. So when you have this different series of emotions, chronically, we're not saying you'll never feel, feel anger. We're not saying you'll never fear, feel grief or worry or fear. But when they're chronic and when they're typically about the same thing, like at this point, you've created a cycle right? Uh, then what begins to happen is, is those thoughts and those emotions create a chemical substance that manifests on a cellular level in your body. So let's say you have unresolved anger, right? You're angry about what's going on in your world. And then all of a sudden, you start having pain, you know, in your body where your liver is. That is because the frequency in that particular organ has been lowered and it's now susceptible to disease because you have this untreated emotion, right? Same thing. I have a good friend, somebody really close to me whose spleen spontaneously erupted last year. And, um, you know, I had to rush him to the hospital and he had to get his spleen removed. And, and we remember talking to the doctor and we're like, 
why, why, why did his spleen just spontaneously erupt? Like, and the doctor said, we have no idea because we literally only see this when somebody's gotten into a car accident or into a physical fight and their spleen has been punctured from impact of a physical fight or a car accident or something like that. Right. And so uh, a couple months later, I was studying this Chinese medicine. And I saw worry and spleen because I know at the time that his spleen erupted, he was going through a lot in his life, right? And it, it was, he was really worried financially. He was really worried um, relationally. It was things going on. And so I called him. I said, oh my God, I think your spleen erupted from heavy amounts of worry. And we talked about, it. he said, I think you're exactly right. He's like, that's the only thing it could have been at least. Like, I don't know. And it was a mind blown like mine was blown that this so this happens guy like it's not it's not theory like it's it's been multiple cases that have shown matter of fact you know that documentary jay where me and you uh watched on netflix called heal and they talked right. about um they gave some examples of people in there where i think it was one woman talking about um you know uh how how upset she was the grief of her um losing her husband and then her lungs started going back she got like cancer in her lungs right and again grief is tied to the lungs and so there's been so much evidence that shows that that these emotions literally lowers the frequency of a particular organ in your body um and now you are diseased or you yeah. have a chronic condition yeah, and, and just to take that further, do you remember when I had a, a spot on my lungs? Now, it wasn't cancer or anything, but I had, you know, my marriage had just dissolved. Um, and I, 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 I think I was seeing a counselor for losing my mother a few years prior. Like, there was different grief um, associated with, probably with that. And, you know, not to cut you off, I'm going to let you get right back to it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Matter of fact, go ahead. Finish your thought. Uh-uh. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was thinking yesterday, quite angrily, actually, um, that I don't think it's fair, and I hate to use that word because what is what is fair, really, but that the people who shoulder pain and the people who shoulder sadness don't get their fair share of support, especially Black women and especially Black men. Um, no, I'm not gonna say especially black women or men. Just people, uh, people in general who appear strong. Um, they don't get supported in the way because people really buy into the belief that they're okay. And I look at certain things like when when my marriage, I wanted I wanted support and I wanted people to be there for me. But people didn't even know to be there for me because the woe is me thing is just not there, you know? And that's not to say that strong people do need support. They probably need it more than anyone mm -hmm. because that's filtering out somewhere. Mm -hmm. That's filtering out somewhere and it's probably manifesting more in their body because the people who cry and stump it out and tell everybody and anybody who will listen, so a part of me believes that they have a better chance of it not manifest manifesting physically. The people that hold it in appear to have it all together. Um, you know, yeah, my life is falling about, but falling apart, but it's not about me. What's going on with you? I'm good. I think those really are the people who suffer the most physically. I don't have proof of that, 
but I know the feeling of holding things in. I mean, I remember being at work, smiling at everyone and going to my car on my break just to cry and then wiping my tears away and then going back into work, acting like everything is okay. I remember driving around, crying at real life, wiping away. Somebody call, hey, hey, what up though? Nothing, just chilling. Get off phone, cry. Like, why am I pretending to be so okay? Mm -hmm. Because to me, it's a sign of weakness and it's a sign and it's a vulnerability that you don't really trust people with. And then... I don't want to become that person. Uh, oh, here we go. No, get around her. She's going to be, but my, you know, my therapist was like, caring about something and showing vulnerability is not the same as well as me. It's not the same. It's not the same as just uh, not being resolutionary. Like you're, you're resolving these things and you deserve to cry about them as you resolve them. It's okay. But I think that's a lesson that we need to learn and we need to practice. Yes, a thousand percent. I agree with you. I think we, um, I will go ahead and say specifically as, as Black people, um, we carry the burden so of so much um, historically, generationally, disparities, uh, weathering. We carry the burden. We have way more burdens than many other demographics. It just is what it is, right? It's just like the just being black in and of itself can be a burden many, many days, many days. And well, the reason I didn't say black people in general is because don't you know a lot of people who just sit back and let life beat them up and they don't and they just take it and they, they cry about it to everybody but they don't do anything. That's why I, I I find I can't say black people because everybody don't try to be everyone doesn't try to be strong. Some people literally just sit there and just take take the abuse and and cry about it to anybody and that's what it is that's what my life my life sucks and whoa it's me so that's why what do you think yeah 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 i get what you're saying what i'm saying is more like the reasons to be now what they do with it is different like like forget it just let it happen to me and all all bad things keep happening to me and woe is me but what i'm saying is we we have more things to be woe is me about like we have yeah that's yeah but I agree there's many people who um allow life to happen as a as opposed to uh being a conductor of their own life how we always used to say you know about getting the driver's seat um and unfortunately I think you almost will more things to happen to you in that way when you don't fight back or when you give up and just you can't become a punching bag for life however however we have to continue to give each other permission to feel these emotions, to feel the grief, to feel the anger, to feel the worry. There's a place for every single one of those things. It's, it's honestly part of the human experience, unfortunately, right? Um, unfortunately, we live in a very unequitable world. And so um, things are going to hit our communities harder than they do other communities, right? Um, and so there's going to be more to worry about sometimes on our level. And there's going to be more things to be angry about on our level. But we have to learn how to deal with these things in an emotionally intelligent way, right? An emotionally intelligent way, because now we're doubling down. Like maybe the, the, the unfairness and the inequity happened to you, right? S systemically. But then when you don't process it properly and when you don't form your own way of fighting back properly, now you're doing the damage to yourself 
when you get the lung cancer or the breast cancer um, or your spleen spontaneously erupts, right? Now you're doing the damage to yourself. You're right in that it's not fair. You're right in that it shouldn't have to be this way. You're right in that you sick of fighting and you sick of having to, you know what I mean? You're right. Like you're so right. But y'all, we got to take care of ourselves because soon as we um, allow the emotions to get the best of us and we completely you know, you know what they say, uh, uh, my brain has left the chat, right? It's all emotion, right? <laughs> uh, uh, it's all emotion. And so now you're doing the damage to yourself because what, inevitably what, what you're doing is putting yourself back in their hands because now you're going to need Western medicine again, right? Because, you know, you have kidney failure, right? And so now we now have to rely on the entity that caused us the, the stress and overwhelm in the first place. It becomes a vicious cycle, right? And now we can't work and now we got to rely on their handouts, right? We can't work and we're sick and we got to rely on their medicine, right? We can't work and we're sick and we we never believed in formal education, but we we so sick, we got to allow them to educate our kids and, and make sure that they give our kids field trips because we can't take our kids nowhere. Like it trickles down to everybody in the household when we don't become emotionally intelligent and i think it's it, we have to start looking at it that way but it's not to discount that you're right your experience was unfair af right your experience um is validated and i think that's the part that people want to hear first is is most people just want to be heard. They don't necessarily want to be told they're right. They want to be heard. And not having a voice is the biggest issue. I was uh, coaching one of my business clients recently, and we finally discovered what her niche is going to be in her industry. Because I'm like, we can't, you can't go into this oversaturated industry and you don't have a differentiator. And so we decided that her differentiator was going to be storytelling. And I said, why do you want to do that in this space that you're in? Like, why do you think storytelling is going to be so powerful? And she said, because I remember when I didn't speak up for myself and I, but she said, I didn't speak up for myself, not because I didn't have the words or I wasn't articulated, articulate. She's like, it's because I never felt her coming up and so I just started shutting my voice I started just shutting down right and and so it wasn't that nobody ever agreed with me or nobody ever thought that we should do it the way in which I should do it it was just very basic I didn't feel heard right mm -hmm. and so we first have to make sure that people feel heard their experience and their emotions are validated but then it totally becomes your responsibility to filter those emotions properly so that they don't cause cause physical illness yeah yeah that makes that makes almost too much sense um <laughs> yeah, that's what mom used to say i know my mom used to say that all the time like if i do something right like because it, it just makes too much sense you know sometimes we overcomplicate things it's just something things are too simple it makes too much sense it's too right you know so let me complicate this thing but it's pretty straightforward you have to address certain things and and deal with it head on you feel the emotions and then you you have the emotional intelligence to deal with them properly and not in a way that um destroys because sometimes people when they're not heard or they things don't feel uh fair we do things that harm ourselves to further mm. further destroy our mental emotional and physical health so like you said yeah that's the first thing we need to deal with you know i mean being heard and then deal and then dealing with it from there 
I agree 100%. Yeah. So let's talk about solutions. Um, as we wrap this topic up, let's talk about a few ways, Jay, that we are emotional intelligence. Like, how do you get emotional intelligence? Like, we're telling you the problem is you haven't, you know, worked through your grief or your anger or your worry, and now your body is being compromised because of it. Like, the inflammation is starting to manifest in these organs and these different systems and area of your body. Let's, let's share some ways that um, what, what we do to make sure that we filter out these emotions, that we stay emotionally intelligent. I wrote a few things down. Um, and I'll say one of the ways, and I did a whole podcast on it, is I prioritize pleasure, right? And so prioritizing pleasure is making sure that you're keeping the focus on the things that bring you joy. And it can be something as small as buying artwork. Most of you guys know who've been on the live stream with me. You, you know, I'm always sitting in front of my artwork who was done by a black Parisian woman out of Paris named Nicole Kobe. I don't order like so many of her prints and it brings me joy, right? Um, for Jay, one of her big ones is like being in nature and by water. It brings her so much joy and peace. So how do you prioritize pleasure in your life? Whether that be in your physical environment, the space you live in, right? Does that bring you joy or does it come from activities? Does it come from spending time with people you love? Does it come from, you know, planning vacations and getaways? But not, but not only knowing where your joy and pleasure comes from, but then the key word here is prioritizing it. It's not that I know I love traveling or I know I love coloring or I know I love playing a card game with, you know, my, my, my babies or my grandbabies because it ain't, pleasure ain't got to cost you money. But do you prioritize it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I share that same, same, same value with you. Um, one of the things that I started doing that made me find so much peace in life is being exactly who I present myself to be in public, being that person in private. I think a lot of times when we are in public, at work, with our friends, whoever, we kind of become chameleons sometimes when we're younger and whatever that that group expects of us that's who we are and we may not even be that person in real life so or behind closed doors or when we're at home um just being the person genuinely who i present myself as i don't do anything that conflicts with my uh, morals and my values, and and that that brings me. I don't never have to lose. I don't have to lose sleep at night. Like I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't. You know, some people are, are really out here stabbing people in the back. Hmm. Some people are really out here um, tr going into people's. I remember my sister had a friend a long time ago who was stealing their money, like getting their social security number and 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 stealing their. And to this day, twenty five years later, she's still trying to be her friend. She's a whole different person now, but my sister is like, no. Um, you, you, you were doing things that I had no idea you were doing, who you didn't, you know, you never came off as that person to me. So just being the person who, that, being the person who people believe that I am, I'm really that person. It, it just gives me peace. Like, I'm really kind. I'm, I really will do this. I really believe in it. I really am plant-based. I'm not, I don't remember somebody was like, you probably sneak and eat meat. Like, no, I, I can't, I couldn't do that. If I, no, I'm not. I'm really, uh, I'm really at home eating plants. Like, I just love that I am who I say I am. That yeah. brings me, um, that, that, that brings me peace. You know, I don't know if people really get that. Like, Jay, how is that emotional? Like, how does that bring, just being who you say, you don't, you're not pretending out here. Like, I am who I say I am. 
and I don't have to pretend. You can bump into me anywhere with anyone and find the same person. And I just love that. That's huge. I, I don't understand how somebody could not get how that's e- emotional intelligence and, emo- and brings you uh, peace. I think um, you ruffle some feathers, though, um, because people's image that they the, that they wear and yeah image that's that's the perfect word yeah yeah the, like how they present in certain circles and in public spaces and at work and at church and all of that stuff um could like you said conflict with who they are at home however it ain't that easy like it is not that easy to start turning the volume down on those personas and really being who you are. And I think that's going to take a lot of work and we shall almost dedicate a, a whole episode to how to start being your authentic self, because that is not something that somebody can wake up do tomorrow. I share your, your, your sentiment and that like, I, like I literally wake up every day and drink 20 to 25 ounces of water within the first 30 minutes of waking. Like I preach exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I think one of the first steps, though, I know this. We, we're trying to wrap this thing up. One of the first steps is what you said um, earlier in the podcast when it comes to letting those personas go uh, and, and being the person in public you are in private is what you said about support. How you didn't back down from who you were. I don't care who. That's one of the steps to letting people identify with who you really are. Because some people will be in support of some things and if someone else they don't support, they, they'll shut down. They'll act like they, they agree or we're on the same page. No, I stand for this. And whether you do or you don't, that's fine too. But, but I support this. I support that. And, and, and that gives you more freedom to speak your mind, to let who you are really be heard. I think that's one of the steps. Yeah, I agree. Um, being principled, right? Being principled. Like if your life isn't guided by some set of principles, you're wayward. Like, stop being wayward. You got to have some. Now, can those principles change? Absolutely. Like, can you shift and change your mind? Permission granted. But you, in this moment, you need to have some principles. What you yeah. You remember when we used to, because I was, I was thinking about how we used to always say, or I used to say, how I hated people who were liquid. They took, they took the shape or form of any situation they were in. Just like liquid, you put it in a vase, it takes the shape of the vase. You put it in a bowl, it takes the shape of a bowl, the bowl. Like, a lot of people are liquid. Like wherever, wherever they go, wherever they, they take the shape and form of that. And, and that's, no, <laughs> that's no. <laughs> that, that's emotionally taxing. AF, right? That's really emotionally taxing. Okay, another way to improve your emotional uh, intelligence um, from a dietary standpoint, name real three things real quick. You have to stay hydrated. Seriously, I think one of the, I was sitting on a panel one time with a, a, a therapist, Jay, and I've, I've done a panel with her twice. And both times she told the audience that one of the first things she does when patients come sit across from her is say, are you drinking enough water? That really impacts um, your emotional stability is just being hydrated, right? So um, we need to start drinking water, like for real, like improve my emotional intelligence. Yes, get the brain fog out of there, right? Have the blood flowing like it's supposed to when with all your cells being hydrated. So y'all drink y'all water, half your body weight in ounces per day, plus 20 to 25 ounces within the first 30 minutes awaken. And then from um, 
food standpoint so that we are so we are processing emotions properly so that we are producing the right amount of these neurotransmitters the dopamine the serotonin we have to get these excitotoxins out of our diet what's excitotoxins that's refined sugar that's food dyes i.e colorants right that's msg so you need to change your plate to get your emotional intelligence up. Like a lot of times, a lot of the things we experience from depression to anxiety to psychotic breaks, um, these things are partially caused, not, not fully, but partially caused by our diet. Like it has been proven that food dyes, blue number seven, red 40, yellow number five, causes hyperactivity in the brain, also known as ADD and ADHD. So you can't even be still and think through a thought or get through, you know, uh, work your way through an emotion in a healthy way with all of this junk you feed in your brain every day and your gut because not over, uh, over 60% of our serotonin, which is like the antidepressant neurotransmitter, is made in your gut, not your brain. So you have to be eating right. Yeah, and it can't be situational. Uh, you know, I just came off of a 90-day fast of any alcohol and the first thing of course at the night it was a beautiful day i was hanging out i was like oh i cannot wait to have a drink right so nick who does not drink he said um he went into the store and i was like i just want something light and so he came out with a cooler <laughs> and the very first thing i did was look at the ingredients right and it was red 40 and it was i said no i don't care 90 day fast or not i i'm not drinking i don't know what you're gonna do with it throw it in the garbage i give it to someone but i'm not drinking it i don't care if i, I was off a 300 day fast i don't drink things that have die. i don't eat things that have died it, it's not situational based you know how some people well we were at a carnival i don't care well we were at a part i was at a time i don't care you cannot let the situation dictate your principles. That is all. I will just back, you know, piggybacking off what you say, uh, what you said. But my next uh, point for emotion, I've been saying this on the podcast for years, if you've been listening. Listen, please watch your mood, your energy, your spirit around people that you call family and you love them, I understand. They love you, I understand that too, because people communicate love differently. However, there are some people who are at the, in the place and in the space that you're trying to leave and grow from. And the only reason that you have not grown to your full potential emotionally is because you still keep running back to the same people who pull you into the same arguments, pull you into the same bad habits, pull you into the same things that you're desperately trying to escape yep when you have emotional intelligence and you build the confidence to say i love you but where i'm trying to go i don't think you can go there with me you don't have to verbalize that of course don't be obnoxious and get on your soapbox but what i'm saying is this is something you need to know in your head that you may have to make connections with other people who are where you want to be and we spoke about that when Tip and I uh, did your what class? Uh, Get Planet that Saturday. We spoke about support. 
we spoke about um, how your the support may not come from where you want it to come from. Yeah. Just because this person has always been your bestie or this is your spouse, you love them, y'all do everything together, but they, you were doing everything together before you needed a, a change. So they may not be willing already to do that change with you. And if you want to grow, especially emotionally, you can't get into those same debates, those same arguments. You can't go to that same bar, those same clubs. You can't talk to a person who has a nine to five mindset when you, now you want to be, you want an entrepreneur and you believe in yourself, but they keep, they keep giving you doubt. And so you, you don't even know if they're clouding your judgment and you're thinking what they are thinking, or if you're thinking what you really think. So it's about the company you keep. That is a huge one. The company you keep is so important and y'all gonna have to grow up, you know, my, my day ones and my, um, uh, no new friends mentality. If, if this person is not enhancing or benefiting your life, and even if they are, you just need, you need to tap into some new, some new friends, some new acquaintances to get some new mindset and some, and some new information. The, you're recycling the same information with the same people you've always had in your, in your corner. And they may mean well, and they may have a lot of information, but there's information you're missing because you're too afraid to branch out and meet new people and get new information. Yes, 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 yes. That made me think of like, let's put a little twist on the old adage. Um, you know how people call their friends or their uh, spouses ride or die? Like, let's make our relationships ride or die. So like the relationship you want, the connection you want, like can it ride with you to the next level? If not, dead it. Like, like it's okay. Like, it's okay. Like you can, you cannot... It, it, everybody like you said like new levels new new devils you don't have to you're not required to take this person on the ascension with you and I think that comes a little bit with you know survivor's remorse it's like I'm growing I'm yes, expanding and so I feel obligated to make sure you come with me whereby I'm keeping myself down yeah you know me personally I can relate I, I definitely have survivor's remorse with a few of my relationships but my, like Drew told me, which was my therapist, she told me just because a person is resentful to you for severing ties with them does not mean that they're not happy without you. Mm. Stop thinking that because a person is mad about what you did, that they're not living their best life still. Because we, we have survivor's remorse because we think, oh, we're happy and they're just miserable with the No, a person can resent what you did and still be just as happy as you are. <laughs> like, it's not necessarily, I'm losing my mind without you. I just don't like what you did. And I will always be mad at that. But they, they, they're they fine. Mm, that was I, had, I had to learn that. I had to learn that. Like, well, they said that you shouldn't have did this. And every time I see them, she said, but did they tell you that they were miserable? I said, no. She said, <laughs> she said well, that's not, that, they're going to always be mad at you for that. But they, they may very well be very happy without you in their life. And you need to understand. I said, okay. Period, Pooh. Listen. <laughs> yeah. I said, that's, okay. a good one. that's a good one. I got that's two. I, 
<laughs> I got a few more. I got a few more. Another way to get emotionally intelligent, um, kind of get out of your own way, is you have to start serving. Um, I think one of the problems with these emotions that we feel and the stress is that, like I often say, they're on this loop in our in our in our heads um, because we're we're self-centered, like we're centered yep. around our own issues so much. So go serve. When's the last time that you realize that your problems are going to be there? And you can still contribute to society, like still serving and helping somebody out can coexist with you having issues in the moment. Right. And mm -hmm. so um, in what way do you serve and give back? I remember uh, when I very first learned first learned that lesson, I think it was from Tony Robbins, you know, listening to one of his uh, lectures, one of his stories. And, you know, he said the way he gets out of his funk is by giving. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I started, I started doing that. And I remember specifically one day I was like, whoa, it's me, my company not doing what I wanted to do. And I was feeling all, you know, you know, insecure. And so I went on Facebook and made a post like, I'm the first person that reply, I'm going to take them on as, as my client for free, no strings attached. And I did that. And this lady out of Tennessee wanted and we hopped on the phone and she's like, what's the cat? What's going on? Why are you doing this? Right. And I was like, no, I'm totally doing this because I just want to give. It has absolutely no string attached. I'm not going to ask you for money and you're going to get the full range of my services. I'm not going to shortchange you. I want to help you become plant-based for free. And, um, and she was like, whoa. But the truth of the matter was, if I was to be completely honest, was that it was all about me. I was trying to make myself feel better. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but but I and because I personally don't see nothing wrong with 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 like giving to the homeless or going to volunteering and bragging about it. I personally don't see nothing wrong with it. And so it's that same kind of notion like I'm doing this for me, even but I'm doing good. I'm doing good for me, right? And so now I don't think you should expect anything in return. I don't think you should go throwing it in somebody's face, but I also don't see anything wrong with doing good for selfish reasons. And so maybe you need to start doing good for selfish reasons. Yeah, I, I, I definitely uh, see your point with that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with doing good things for self and re selfish reasons. But I don't, I, I cannot stand when people brag about it. That just strikes such a nerve with me because I think someone said that was in uh, the Bible. Uh, someone helped someone and they kept waiting for God to bless them. And God said, yeah, I mean, and then they said, you've already been blessed because you, you went around till that was your blessing. Everyone knows what you did. Like, so move around, <laughs> like we said earlier, move around. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just saying you don't have to never say, yeah, you're right. You don't have to brag about it. That's all I say. You shouldn't throw it in people's face. You don't have to be braggadocious about it. But I think- Not like, throwing it in their face. I'm saying how people go and, and, and post, show them giving or volunteering. Why? Or giving money. Some people literally report themselves giving money to the home. Why? Why? But see, I think sometimes you can tell in the post- the motivation behind it. Because if we go and volunteer and we're serving food and we're recording it like the Black Health Academy out here giving back, I, I also think it's, it's the same thing with bad behavior. It encourages people to do the same. It's like, it's like um, what they call it when somebody pay for all your food and you pay for the food for the person behind you. Like, it's that yeah. chain reaction. So I think we should do more displaying of good behaviors and stop displaying the smoking, the drinking, the cussing people, the fighting, right? That also incites rage and violence and gives people permission. So why don't we give permission, people permission to go give? You can kind of tell the posts that are like, 
you know, super ego driven. But yeah. I've seen videos and pictures of people volunteering and sharing and write a post about it, about how happy they were. They gave away 50 meals today or turkeys on Thanksgiving. And I don't see nothing wrong with it. Mm, all right. Well, I, 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 don't, I don't like it, but teachers on. I have one more. I think I'll leave it at this one. Um, I, and, and, it's, and it's a post. Someone uh, posted and shared it. And I loved it. It said, I know you're intuitive and intelligent but you're destroying your peace, confronting everything you observe. Let it flow. Hmm. I, I looked around. I said, first of all, get out my life. Get out my, get out my head. <laughs> get, <laughs> I don't know who told you, but leave me alone. It hit home so hard. <laughs> that, that, that was the missing piece. Just because you observe things, just because you know somebody trying to get over it on you, just because you see someone trying to, you know, or just because someone sent you this email that you know they're trying to get smart, you know, let it flow. Confronting everything and, and not letting certain things go destroys your peace. And I know someone who has it really bad. Oh, my goodness. I mean, they have it worse than me mm. with proving how smart they are by saying with it, yeah, I noticed it. I noticed this. Yeah, you thought I thought that. Yeah, and, it, and it's, it's not healthy. It's really not. Yeah, notice it and keep it moving. All you have to do is notice it and, and know that you, you know what that person is trying to do. Okay, yeah, I noticed that you tried to get smart with me. I noticed that you tried to take advantage of me. I noticed that you you tried to sneak this me. I noticed, but that doesn't mean everything deserves a confrontation or, and when I say confrontation, I don't mean getting louder or getting smart back, just acknowledging it verbally. Mm -hmm. you, don't, you don't have to do that. Yeah, that's true. Peace, peace comes from just noticing it and 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 actually looking at that person and feeling like I, I, I really hope that they learn not to treat people like that. I really hope that they like really, really, I hate to say it, but feeling sorry for them. Like, are you still on that? Jay, you get your tail out. Okay. First of all, if there's ever been anybody in my life who done taught me that sometimes <laughs> Being quiet, okay, that's great. But sometimes the clap back make you forget you just as much peace as you. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, what you're not about to do on this here Black Health Academy podcast is steal the clap back from the culture. You just tried to snatch our oh, clap. Oh, no, no, because now, now, let me, let me go first. That goes for me. My clap back game is too strong. It's too strong. Like, no. It's time to not clap back all the time. Now, some people, it's time for you to start clapping. So I'm talking about the people like me. The, the people like me who then get in their car and be like, why, what now, why, why did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if what you're saying is, the small print is, if the clap back come with a little, little, resent, little remorse. I'm saying if you're doing it too much. If you observing too much and you, you always got to let the person know you, if you're that person, let, learn to let some stuff go. If you're just the opposite, speak up for yourself. 
Okay, make it make sense because you tried. To, I thought you tried to snatch the whole clapback from the culture. No, 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 no. Clapbacks, man, come on now. Now that's classic and it's, yeah, like you said, it's embedded in the culture. We don't know what you ain't gonna do. Here's what you ain't gonna do. Exactly. Here's what you ain't gonna Just do. Just walk all over me now. Period, Pooh. Okay. And the fact that you slipped, you slipped and called me an age. <laughs> I'm so angry. I'm like, y'all, she needs to get it together. Cause I can't, you be, you be triggering me. Listen. Okay. I got one last one. One last one. Um, uh, final way to get emotionally intelligent. Um, outside of exercise, I want to just throw that one in. Exercise is one of the most underused antidepressants. Um, you got to move. You got to move to um, get get them things that those neurotransmitters going to bring down uh, to tap into that parasympathetic nervous system. You got you got to move. But the final one outside of exercise is um, social connections. So talking to strangers is this is what I uh, remember. I don't know if you saw Troy Post Jay where he said physical distancing versus social distancing. We just need the physical distance, but we need not social distance. And so right. um, I think it's really, really important that we make it a point to uh, like one of the things that can give bring you peace and joy is, you know, speaking to people, um, you know, making sure you have relationships with your community, people in your life, like I don't even think you guys knew, but like when we recorded the last podcast, me, you and Tiff, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed that morning. I was in, I, everybody was irritating me, everybody. And I hadn't seen y'all. That was the first time the three of us had seen each other in a while. And literally soon as we got done recording and got off, I felt a thousand percent better. And I was like, I needed some girl time. That's exactly what I needed. You know what I mean? And I, it was so, it has never been that obvious to me previously. Um, but that's exactly what I needed. And so sometimes you just need to exhale with other humans, right? And so let's not confuse physical distancing with social distancing, because I know quarantine has taken a toll on all of us in, a, in different ways, but you have to be very intentional about um, creating time to talk to, laugh with, you know, you jogging outside and you see strangers wave, compliment somebody on how nice their dog looks. Like, I don't care what it is. When you go to that grocery store, you know. Uh, I feel like you, shut up. You're talking about your own life, shut up. <laughs> Man, we ain't friendly out here in these streets. Get <laughs> this podcast. It's over. Cut, cut, the, cut the tape. I'm sick of you. You, you don't want out to no parks talking to everybody. I'm talking about not one of them. I'm giving, I'm giving advice that I need to take. God dog it. Man. No, I'm talking about that's what you've been doing lately for your social connection because we've been quarantined in the house. Yo, you didn't used to be friendly. Now, because you've been quarantined, you talking to everybody, you paying people's dogs, you waving at people, they dropping change, you stopping helping them picking up. Nah, wait till this quarantine is over and give us that advice. You're going to go right back. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm taking the, the giving advice I need to take. This ain't, this ain't. Man, remember how hard we laughed when uh, me and you was jogging many years ago yes. in and that guy yes. us and I cussed him out? Yes. And on top of that, you admitted to me that you can, you, your shoulder is more icy when you're with me because you know I'm going to be the friendly one and you can just fall back and be uh, like unapproachable. Like you admitted like, yeah, I could be like cold as ice and unapproachable because I know 
you gonna step and be friendly to everybody. So now you won't hear trying to act like just go to the grocery store and say hello to your neighbors. Bye. Nah. That went nah. way over your head. What I was saying was I can fall yeah. back because you're such a good friend and a good person. You ain't uh, <laughs> you don't uh, <laughs> compliment. No, no, no. We both take advantage of each other. Whatever. You I take advantage of you on trips. And you and you you plan and prepare everything, and you take advantage of me. You sit there, somebody will come, have a whole conversation. You just stand not say a word. And I'm like, yeah, that's great, wonderful, really. Where did you get that? That's that's amazing. And you just sitting there, mean as ever, man. Can't wait to get away from. Would they stop invading our personal time? <laughs> And I don't understand how that's taking advantage of each other. It sounds like we have the perfect quid pro quo, right? Like we, we, <laughs> that sounds like the perfect relationship that you and I have. You talk to other humans and I get to stay in my cocoon. I'm just saying, don't be on this podcast fronting like you always. <laughs> just, you know, like, no, no, nah, no, nah, I don't know. We don't have to, we don't have to reconvene after the same. Quarantine changed me, Jay. Quarantine changed me. I'm a different person now. I might extend this friendliness outside the pandemic. We shall see. We shall. We shall. I hope y'all have better friends than I have. Listen, do the best you can. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. No Pre-screen your friends better for you end up 20 years later with somebody who don't support you like I did. Now I'm stuck. Okay. Oh, one, one last tip really quick. Don't be too hard on yourself. If you guys are homeschooling, you guys are working from home, or if you're still going out being an essential worker, just don't be too hard on yourself. I know that the thing is learn something, create something, do something, start a business, you know, self-care, do your nails, learn how to do hair. You should, man, just stay alive. Don't get the Rona and stay alive. And, and we'll see y'all after this pandemic. That's, I, right. that's the real lesson that's the real lesson okay um until next time go to uh, the blackhealthacademy.com you said the website one time we've been all up in our feelings uh go to the blackhealthacademy.com if you haven't already and join for free we up to over 700 members now Ooh, okay and all we right got stuff brewing we got some projects brewing on the fire so i'm really really excited i'm so proud of the black health academy and what it's evolved into so the entire academy is free with the exception of personal one-on-one -on -one health coaching so the platform is free group coaching is free um but if you want to work with a certified coach like uh tiff or jay uh then you want to get inside the black health academy and uh, it's super affordable 159 for six sessions that only comes out to like 20 some bucks a session is mad stupid we're giving away health coaching over here so make sure that you um, are arming yourself with the people or the knowledge that you need to be your own health advocate in these wild wild streets we call america okay um until next time guys be well